Hey, it's good to be back with you. Uh, thanks for being with us. As always, we pray we're a blessing. Uh, through Lent, uh, leading up to this day, and Happy Easter, by the way, uh, as we celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead this Sunday, but the truth is we do it every Sunday. Uh, that's why the church came together on Sunday to begin with, and the book of Acts is to celebrate his resurrection. Uh, we pray that through Lent, uh, that you've been uh, having prayer and devotion, that you've been fasting from some kind of luxury, or that you've been you've been generous to people and blessed people during the season of Lent. Uh, we've asked you to read the Gospel of John with us, and out of that, we have done a series through Lent and up to this day, Easter Sunday, of the I Am statements of the Lord. And uh, we're handling the I Am statement today out of John chapter eleven, verse twenty-five and twenty-six. And I want to read it to you. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. <clears throat> the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me, to speak to a person or their situation. If you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us, all of us watching and listening or both. Uh, and uh, out of seeing all of us, you still see me differently. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. And uh, your word says there's greater judgment, a more strict judgment on my life. And I know that. And I accept my place in rightly dividing uh, your word. So in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. Uh, we have the setting here of the story of Lazarus. And Mary and Martha's brother, he had died. Uh, Jesus was a friend to this family. Uh, and uh, he was headed that way. You'll read later on, if you read uh, John chapter 11, that uh, four days had passed uh, since Lazarus' death. And uh, he was even spoken to, I mean, by the family. If you, uh, if you'd been here, he would have lived. Um, and uh, so, so G Jesus makes a statement that's uh, very important. And he said, uh, your brother will live. And Martha makes a response to that, but it is a doctrinal response, meaning just the teaching of the resurrection on the last day. And and uh, Martha saw it as a doctrine statement, but Jesus saw it as fact. I got that thought from a guy named Marvin Vincent. I really enjoyed reading that. That Martha's statement, when Jesus said, your brother's gonna live, uh, was doctrinal. Yeah, Lord, we know about the resurrection, you know, la da 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 you know, the last day, we know what the teaching is of it. And uh, Jesus wasn't teaching it just in a doctrinal phase. Jesus was saying the fact of it. And, and then we know the story is going to show that to be true. Uh, so um, in verse 25, Jesus goes on further to say, I am the resurrection and the life, and the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die ever. Do you believe this? And she responds that she does believe this, but it still becomes more of the lessons of what she's been taught about resurrection. 
Um, what I'm about to tell you is something you, you, you really know, but you maybe have not processed it uh, even deep enough, but resurrection and life go together. And, and of course they do, right? If you're raised from the dead, obviously you have life. Uh, but Jesus said it in such a fashion, and that's the way I want to present it to you today. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, and they go together. Uh, they absolutely match in that. I, I want to give you some things out of my life. These are, these are out of my life that I think go together. Uh, and I, I just want to share it and let you peer into my life for just a moment. But peanut butter and jelly go together, especially in my world. I have peanut butter and jelly every day. I do use grape jelly. I also use uh, a, a, a jelly that Geely gets called Four Fruits. And But my jelly of preference, you probably know where I'm headed, is strawberry. Love it. Use the others. Love strawberry. Another thing that goes together is Jeff and Julie. That's my wife, Julie. Uh, August will be married 40 years. Uh, we even had a cat uh, named JJ. <laughs> and we named it JJ for Jeff and Julie. It goes together. Another thing in my world that goes together is milk and pizza. And I know some of you are cringing and some of you are rejoicing. Uh, I can't answer that why I love it, but just a good a good pizza and a glass of cold milk. And I know that's probably putting a distance between me and you, but I absolutely love it. And then I've added this statement, which absolutely isn't true, but it's just funny. Only true believers get why milk and pizza go together. All right, well, you let me at least have that little bit of a joke on this Easter day. Uh, but the resurrection and life, they go together. They're, inseparable, but of course they are because you're dead and you're being raised to life. So in John chapter 11, 25, uh, he says, I am the resurrection and life. And I want to talk about resurrection for just a moment. And the word does mean you're raised to life. And the word resurrection means you're standing on your feet. It means you're, you're, you're standing, you're standing up. And uh, we know from his teaching, we also know that uh, from his own very life and what we celebrate on this Sunday, that Jesus is the source and also a power of resurrection. And this is one thing I love about Easter. Learned it young in my life, monumental in my life. I share it every Easter. I want you to get it. And sometimes we preachers have to repeat and repeat and repeat. Uh, so that you do get it. But the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that saved me. It's the power that saves you, moves you, moves you to God. And remember, we're not, we're not bad people being good. We're dead people coming to life. Uh, so it is the picture of resurrection. Even my salvation and yours is a picture of somebody who was dead spiritually and dead in my sins. And then he he stands us up. He, he, he raises us to life. It is the power that saves you. It is the power that empowers you. Who do you know that's going through something? Well, you're probably going. Everywhere I turn, somebody's going through something. And we all are. We all got seasons. Man, this week has just been, uh, my life as a pastor has just been inundated with people who have gone through uh, accidents in their life where they've lost loved ones. There's been three that I've had to deal with uh, just this week, uh, two on one day. And it was an accident that happened and a, and a loved one, was their life was taken. How do you get through such times? How do you get through the difficult times? 
Just think about the people in Ukraine right now and then everybody that's being displaced. How? You know, God empowers us and he empowers us. And when he empowers us, it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that saves you. It's the same power that sustains you. It just stands you up. So as we talk about Lazarus in a minute, we all know that he's raising him from the dead in just a little while. But what he will do for Lazarus is really a picture of what he himself one day will do, and then also one day what he will do for all of us. So he, 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 tells, he tells Martha, Lazarus' sister, that Lazarus will rise, that he, he will rise. And um, when you are life, and Jesus says he is life, uh, when you are life, how, how can death how can death even have a hold on you? So Jesus doesn't say to Martha, I believe in the resurrection, I raise the dead, I perform resurrections. He, he doesn't have some kind of a certification patch on his clothing that says he is certified for resurrections. Uh, he doesn't say that at all. He says, I am the resurrection. I am that. We can read in the Old Testament, you're gonna find resurrections in the Old Testament. We can read in the New Testament, you're gonna find resurrections in the New Testament. Uh, certainly the one we're handling today in Lazarus, there are others, and then obviously the one of Jesus. Um, and the, the picture of that is gonna be found mostly in the Gospels. And, but I wanna take you to something that's really intriguing to me, and this has to be with uh, resurrection. And it's found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 27, 51 through 53. I remember as a little boy doing, I tried to read my Bible at night, had a King James version, had to really move through it, you know, with all the, the, different, the different language and the sayest and the thouest. And, but I would try to do that every night. Um, I had a little lamp that I had made in 4-H uh, and, uh, as, as my, on my nightstand and I'd turn that little lamp on and I'd try to read the scriptures. And I remember reading this and I wasn't frightened by it. I was just intrigued by it, but it's still the picture of resurrection. I want to read it to you. It's Matthew 27, 51 through 53. This is when Jesus was crucified, okay? And we know that this is, uh, uh, I'm taping this on a Thursday. You'll see it on a Sunday. But as we had Holy Week, and right now, absolutely, as I do this, in the process of Holy Week, we know that he's coming into Jerusalem, and we know what happens to him, the stages of the cross, and then leading to the resurrection that we celebrate today. But this is at his crucifixion. <clears throat> when, when he died, verse 51, suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom, the earthquakes, the, the earth was quaking and the rocks were split. Now the curtain being split is really a movement of God saying <clears throat> that we, uh, we don't need a high priest to go into the Holy of Holies for us anymore. We actually are connected it's because it's called the priesthood of the believer. <clears throat> we, uh, we move in, you and I have, because of Jesus, we have connection with God himself. And I want you to know that creation responds to the death of Jesus on the cross. Creation responded when he was born. Scripture says that creation is crying out for his return. 
I want you to see that uh, creation responded to uh, Jesus' death. But look at verse 52, back to the picture of resurrection here. It says, the tombs are also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Now, uh, some of the tombs are above ground, and you've seen some of those. They're, you know, they're in the shape of a, a, a casket or a body, and they're more they're rectangular, basically. And uh, they believe that those tombs are opened up because of the earthquake. But it said those who had fallen asleep were raised, and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection. <laughs> I want to just look at this. This gets crazy uh, in a good way. Uh, 53, they came out of the tombs after his resurrection. They entered this holy city and they appeared to many people. I want you to look at that. This, even, even at his death, the grave, the rocks, the earth, the veil that separated uh, everybody else from the Holy of Holies where you met with God and only the priest could do that. Everything in that order just absolutely responded to the death of Jesus. And even the tombs, let me just tell you, I heard this from an old country preacher and I, I, I love it. Now let me, is this factual? It's not, but it's just thought provoking. And the old country preacher said this, these graves must have been close to the cross. And he said, when he died, there's just, just ripple effect and everybody close by just was raised from the dead. Now that's not factual, you can't preach that, even though I just preached that. But uh, the point of it is, is uh, that even at his death, are you listening? Even at his death, death responded to him. Uh, in a, because why? Because he, his life, but you're going, he's dead on the cross. Well, he went, he, his, 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 he went and preached elsewhere while he was in the tomb, and that becomes another sermon. But I wanted you to see that the resurrection even was something essential, was something that was a part of even the death of Jesus. Um, now let's look at the second part of his statement. We handled resurrection. I am the resurrection. He says, I am the life. Let's handle this for just a moment. Again, it's the word Zoe. We've been handling this through all the I am statements. Uh, Zoe life is not is not biological life. It includes it, but it's not it. He doesn't use the word bios here. He uses the word Zoe. And it is above and beyond biological living. It's more than flesh and blood and existence. It's more than that. Uh, Zoe life that he's talking about here, about himself, is a life that is larger than flesh and bone and blood. Uh, more than all that. Stephen Curtis Chapman had a song that Julie and I have always loved, and it was a song entitled More to This Life. Um, and there is. It's, it's a life with Jesus is larger than a biological existence. Um, scripture and the teaching of Jesus and even the writings of Paul, that he never tells us to just look at this life only, though so many people do. So many people have their, their whole life, they have all their eggs in one basket. They do that. They look at the temporary. They look at making it here. I want to remind you that um, Scripture says this all over the place about our physical life. It's a mist, it's a vapor, it's a shadow. It's like a flower that is that is uh, attending to the sunlight and, and is there in all of its beauty. 
and then it is withered and it draws away, that it's only a flash. Um, I know people that are at 100 years old, even 100 years, you and I are, are, are in all of them, and, but it's still compared to eternity, only a flash. And nowhere does scripture tell us, look at this life. Listen, if you're into movies, this is the prequel. I mean, I, this is just the prequel. I, you, you, you got to stop your busy life and think about that for just a moment. This, this is just the beginning. I'm actually living this life for that one. That when I, when, if you're a believer, when you die, and we're going to get there in a minute. When you get there, uh, it, it is, it's just the beginning of living. Most people think it's the end of our life. It's just the beginning of living. It becomes the prequel. And we, we're, we're never are we told to look at the temporary, which is our flesh and blood. We are to look past it. We are to look at things that are above. I'm reading a book by T.W. Hunt called Seeing the Unseen. Love that book. Uh, look at things that are eternal, that are heavenly, that are even, as I just said about the book I'm reading, the unseen. We look past this place. And we do all this because of the promise of our Lord and also the example of our Lord when it even comes to the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So go, let's go back to the, to the text that we had in, uh, that he used with Martha. I am the resurrection and I am the life. And we're talking about life now. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. And he says to her, do you believe this? Uh, when you take communion, when you take communion, you need to know that you are, it says uh, that you eat the bread and drink the, the cup until he comes again. That even in communion, we're pointing to the return of Christ. I want you to know that that is in this teaching here. Uh, it says, the, the, the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Listen, if, if I die before the return of Jesus, I will still live. I will look, now this is, this is gonna seem so silly to you, but it's not silly to me. Um, um, Julie and I already have our graves purchased in Campbellsville. Uh, we know exactly where they are. I, uh, I got them near the tallest tombstone. It's a family that we know, the Buchanan's. And they have, a, they have a tall tombstone. And you can see it just anywhere in the, in the grave. And I'm gonna tell you why I picked that area. <laughs> Because if our children or grandchildren ever visit there, it'll be easy to find our place. I hope you have a laugh with that. But I, if I want to know where I, Julie and I are going to be laid to rest before the return of Christ, uh, if you go to Camelzoo, go to Brookside, look for the Buchanan Monument, and uh, we're pretty close to that. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you something, and I said this to, to you as our church, not everybody remembers it, and I get it, but I actually stood there. I actually stood there facing the east going, if, if I die before the Lord comes back, my body will be raised. And this is the view I will have. And I picked that. You're, you think at the Campbellsville University, what school played ball, church that uh, Julie and I were married in, I was licensed and ordained. I can see the town. I love Campbellsville. Many of y'all know that. Uh, but it's going to seem really silly and and even crazy, but I actually stood there going, if I die before the Lord comes back, this is the view that I will have even at the resurrection. Um, and he's talking about even his return there. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, he will live. 
And then he talks about if you're living when he comes back. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Never die, ever. Meaning if, he, if, you're, if you're believing and you're living and he does return, and, and when he does return, that you are going to, you're, you're going to never die, ever. And then he says, do you believe this? <clears throat> so we're getting ready we're getting ready to for the resurrection of Lazarus. Yes, today's celebration is about the resur resur resurrection of Jesus, but I want you to see how this becomes a picture of everything that is to come for us and for us to celebrate. So um, in John chapter six, verse 68 and 69, um, this has to do with life, the section, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, there is a time where Jesus has some hard sayings and he's teaching about the spirit, he's teaching about the flesh, he's teaching about the battle between both, and we're not talking about the 12 disciples here, we're talking about others. And uh, Jesus said Jesus, that Jesus taught some hard things, and uh, they left, they didn't like it and left, and Jesus looked at the 12 and said, uh, are you gonna leave me too? And Simon Peter says this, Simon Peter answered, Lord, who, uh, who, who will we go to? If we leave you. you, you have the words of eternal life. We, we have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Now, I, I said that. I want you to capture those words of Simon Peter early on in the Gospel of John at the beginning. And uh, he says, you have the words of life. Uh, I want you to look at the resurrection of of Lazarus here in John chapter 11, verses 39 to 44, and I wanna walk you through it. He comes, to the, he comes to the place of Lazarus' barrel, and we know that it is cave-like, tomb-like, it has a rock over it or a stone. He says, Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, told him, Lord, he's already decaying, which is really a nice way of saying, he's already beginning to smell and decompose. It's been four days. And Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so they may believe you and that you sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out bound hand and foot with linen strips and with his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. I use Simon Peter in John chapter six at the beginning in his comment, Lord, you have the words of life and eternal life. And he just used those words here. Uh, he spoke into the death of Lazarus and because why? Why can he do this? Because his words are life. E even in this very existence, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, we want you to come out. He, his, he says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. And we've got to know that, that it's larger than our flesh and our blood. Um, he said to them, do you believe this? This picture of the resurrection of Lazarus is a picture of the future resurrection of Jesus and even ours, and even ours. I, I want you to today know that our Lord Jesus is risen. And uh, he, I, I want you to know that 
the, the beauty of that and the message of that, that he is alive and he is well. And where is he? Bible says he's ascended to the right hand of the Father. He is there. Uh, it's a place of authority. He is uh, directing the church. He is empowering it through his Holy Spirit. He is interceding on behalf of all of us here today. He prays for us and intercedes for us. He, and it's exactly where we want him is what I'll always say. I, I, exactly where we want him. He's at a place of authority. And we rejoice all that is happening because he is our resurrected king. He is risen. And I, I want to remind you, though, as I pastor you, because I'm a shepherd, I'm a pastor. A lot of people going through a lot of things. And he, you may be going through a lot of things, too. I just want you to know that the power that raised him from the dead is the power that saves you. And it is the power that empowers you to help you to stand up. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Stand up. He, he, he raises you and empowers you to stand up in the midst of everything that you're going through. So know that he's, he's raised to save us and he's raised to empower us. So you stand, okay? You stand today uh, as he's been raised to life. And uh, I love this Sunday, but listen, I really want to push the other Sundays too, okay? It, those are days we get up, times we don't feel like it, we travel in different kind of weather. Uh, we do what we want to, basically, if you just want to know the truth. You do, and so do I. But I hope there's a want to in you to come every Sunday, gather with people, and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He is not here. He is risen, and he is risen indeed. God bless you. Thanks for being with you. We love you. And you know what we say before we, we leave each other, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them.